Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Welcome aboard to a week three of the National Football League edition of State Lines. He is Kevin Berger. My name is Jason Gotch. We got you covered for all the NFL gambling and sports information. Plus, we'll mix in a little bit of college football as well. We're going to get to the Bears-Bengals, put a wrap on that game. Also, get to the Bears and Browns. And Bears fans are quite happy this week, I can assure you that. As Kevin and I are both based in the Chicago area. We'll let you know why if you haven't figured it out already in just a few moments. But first, got to brag a little bit. 3-0 and with my best bets last week. Some easy winners. Had the Bills minus 3.5 down in Miami against the Dolphins. They won that game 35 nothing. The Panthers, I had them plus three and a half as a best bet. Beat the Saints at home 26-7. Easy cover there. And then also had the Colts. This is where the hook really helps you. Had them plus three and a half. They lost at home to the Rams, but 27-24. So Jason Gotch's bets, bets continue to roll. Three and zero last week. Twelve and three dating back to the preseason. That's eighty percent winners. So if you're betting along with me the last several weeks with my best bets, you are breaking Las Vegas right now. So congratulations to you. And if you're not betting along with me, well, you better hop on board to get those winners. And Kevin, let's talk about a winner last week for the Chicago Bears to start off. It wasn't pretty. They almost blew it in the end, but the Bears squeaked by the Bengals twenty to seventeen at Soldier Field. So the Bears. Uh, cover that game by a half a point. It was two and a half when we talked last week. So not the easiest cover for Chicago, but give me your thoughts on that game, what you thought about when you watched the Bears get their first win of 2021. Well, um, Jason, it certainly, as you said, it was not pretty. Um, This team still has a lot to clean up and a lot to work on going forward. I'll I'll start with the positives, though. Number one is... um, Apparently, Eddie Jackson was tired of listening to all the critics for the last two weeks, Jason, because he actually showed up and was making some really big plays, um, chief among which was um, that forced fumble that got returned by the Bears, and then it resulted, I believe that resulted in one of the touchdowns that they had. Roquan Smith looked good. Um, the Bear- Jalen Johnson looked good. Obviously, he had that interception. The Bears' secondary actually looked pretty good. Um, their pass rush was actually was was there last week. The pass rush was there. One thing, Jason, and I don't know, maybe I'm just seeing things. Khalil Mack looks smaller this year than he has the last couple seasons. Like physically wise, he looks like he's lost a little weight. Um, I don't know if that's me just seeing things, but um, that's defensively, offensively. Um, people kept acting like, oh, Justin Fields proved he was rookie. Yes. He's still a rookie in the NFL, and I, we do know that he is going to be getting the start this week. So I'm interested to see how he performs, what he comes out, what his mindset's going to look like, and also what the Bears' game plan is going to be because they're going to need to help this kid out as much as they can by giving him chances to run the football, be creative, and also just flat out run the football in general. Yeah, the Bears, you look at last week's game, and I, look, this is not a popular opinion in Chicago, but I got to speak the truth. Jason Gotcha here on state lines. Andy Dalton's a better quarterback right now than Justin Fields, and he gives the Bears a better chance to win, simply because Justin Fields has not played a lot of NFL football, and the Bears don't have great weapons around Justin Fields. So the idea that everybody wants Justin Fields to start, that's fine, but you better expect some growing pains. You better expect some ugly quarterback performances, and last week was one of those when he came in off the bench. Dalton was playing great. 
hurt his knee, and the Bears squeaked by because of what Kevin said, that great defense. And it really had nothing to do with Justin Fields. He almost gave the game away and didn't. Now, he's the future. There's no doubt about it. But for Bears fans to think that that guy's going to come in this week and throw for 400 yards and run for another 100 against the good Browns defense, I'm not seeing it. And again, I think he's the future of the Bears. But if you want to win games right now, Andy Dalton, when he's healthy, I don't blame the Bears for having him as their starter at this point in the year. I don't think you give up this early. Now, things change, and the Bears fall to playoff contention later, and Fields has got to be the guy. But let's talk about the game here on State Lines coming up uh, this Sunday by the Lakefront in Cleveland on Lake Erie. The Bears are getting seven, so the Browns are a seven-point favorite here, Kevin. Uh, the Bears are plus 290 on the money line. The Browns are minus 380 to win this game on the money line. The total is 46. It's a noon kickoff central time at First Energy Field in Cleveland. So uh, give us your thoughts on this game from the gambler's perspective. How do you see it playing out? Well, Jason, I just wanted to update this. It looks like actually the line has actually moved since um, since last since last night. Um, it's actually moved. So it's now down to six and a half on the spread. And the Bears are plus 260 now to win instead of 290. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that Maybe that tells us something there. But, uh, mm, you know what, Jason? I, I'm still going to be sticking with the home dog. I'm going to still stick with Cleveland. Um, Baker Mayfield and company have looked good for the first couple weeks. I mean, I know he had a very disastrous week one where he threw that very costly interception. But uh, they looked very good last week. Um, for the most part, their weapons on offense are healthy. Jarvis Landry's healthy. Um Devin Njoku, the tight end, is actually healthy, I think, for the first time in almost two years. He's healthy. Um, I know uh, OBJ is still a little banged up. But also, I mean, they do have Nick Chubb that they're able to give the ball to on the ground game. And especially, I mean, that defense, as you said, Jason, led by led by the all-pro Miles Garrett. Um, I think that this is it, this could be a very, very long day for the Bears, and that they're going to have to play the perfect game of football to win. Their offense is going to have to not shoot themselves in the foot, not take bad penalties, and they're going to have to score. And they're going to have to score whenever they get the ball. And the Bears' defense is going to have to help them out with that as well by getting some more turnovers. Yeah, no doubt about that. I'm with you on this one, Kevin. I love that it's down to six and a half. If you're betting the Cleveland Browns, look, last week I want to bet on the Colts getting three and a half, and they lost that game at home to the Rams by three. A, a half point is so important when you're betting National Football League games because these lines and these odds, odds makers who make these lines, they're scary close to what eventually happens in so many cases. So, yeah, give me the Browns, minus the six and a half. Look, Cleveland's a good defensive team. They haven't been great so far this year, but they're good on defense. They got good personnel. And, and this is a situation where uh, encouraging for the Bears, Jason Peters did come back at left tackle. He played all last week, so that's good for Justin Fields to have a veteran there. And hopefully he stays healthy, Peters. But I think this is a growing pains game for Justin Fields returning to the state of Ohio where he started Ohio State. And I think Cleveland's just a better team on their own field. And the Bears, you're right. The Bears defense is going to have to win this game if the Bears are going to win it or keep them in it. So uh, I'm going to take what I think is a pretty safe play here on the Cleveland Browns minus the six and a half uh, against the Bears. Noon kickoff in Cleveland on Sunday at Cleveland's first energy field. Now, let's real quick here, Kev, a couple other things I want to get to this segment here on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Let's talk about a big Sunday night game. The Green Bay Packers had that bounce back win on Monday night football against the Detroit Lions, so they're one and one on the year. 49ers are off to a good start. They've beaten outright the Lions and the Eagles on the road. 
in this game on Sunday Night Football. The Niners at home, a three-point favorite against the Packers. 7.20 Central time kickoff, totals 50 and a half. Niners minus 180 on the money line, Packers plus 155. You like Aaron Rodgers on the road here, Kevin, or do you think uh, Kyle Shanahan's crew is going to be able to get it done? I was going to say, Jason, I'm genuinely surprised at how um, at the Packers are – plus three in this game i'm i'm genuinely shocked because of how great they looked um especially aaron Rodgers and Devonte adams looked last week i mean they they moved the ball up and down the field um last week in detroit at ford field so i i'm not shocked i was not shocked at all by that i i would take the packers in this one i mean especially right now packers are plus 150 to win the game outright um, I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and all those guys that we're talking about here. I mean, yeah, their defense isn't spectacular, but the 49ers, at least through the first two weeks this year, Jason, their offense hasn't been lighting the world on fire like a lot of people thought that they would. And their defense, it's solid, but it's not great. And um, a decent defense going up against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense, I don't care if you're at home or not. I'm going to take Aaron. I would take Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers to win that game because that plus 150 looks pretty good to me right about now. All right, Kevin on the Packers to win in Frisco. I'm going on the other side of this one. Look, the Packers had a nice game, but they beat a bad Detroit Lions squad. Uh, The 49ers defense is pretty darn good. I think they get it done here. Historically, the Niners have played the Packers pretty tough with it being out in Santa Clara, California. Give me the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo minus the three against the Packers. Before we clear out for this segment, real quick, a better to drink and fun prop bet. We do this every program. We mix them in. Would you bet on the prop I'm going to throw out there? Do you want to put the money in your beer fund? Save it because when you go to the bar with your friends, you don't want to be bumming money off them. You want to be able to pay your own way. You can't bet all your money. So, Kevin, here it is. Total touchdowns in the Bears-Browns game. Over, under right now. Again, these are both teams. Combined total touchdowns over, under right now is set at five. You bet that one either way, you're going to go ahead and drink it. You know what, Jason? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to drink this one. Um, I, I said last week that I didn't think, uh, actually, I think I was actually right on the field goals by Kyra Santos. Cause I think I went the under, so I was actually right on that one, but, uh, five touchdowns between these two teams. I mean, the Browns offense is very, very high powered, very, very prolific, prolific. They can pretty much score from any point on the field. Uh, and this bears de- offense, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm do not believe in this bears offense. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to drink it because this is total touchdowns. And who knows, there might be a pick six. There might be a scoop and score or a special teams touchdown. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to leave this one alone. I'm going to bet it and I'm going to go over. I think there could be some turnovers, especially from the Bears perspective, that could lead to some Brown short fields and some scores or maybe even pick six or a fumble scoop like uh, Kevin said for a touchdown. So give me over the five. This is State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gosh. When we come back, some more better to drink it and some more NFL week three games to discuss from the gambler's perspective. All that right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports betting talk right after this on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, 
You may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a Lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you back to State Lines. Great to have you aboard as we look at week three of the National Football League from not only a football perspective, from the gambler's perspective as well. He is Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. Let's get right to it, Kevin, because it's a full slate here in week three of the National Football League. Interesting game in Foxborough this week. The Patriots against the Saints. The Patriots, this is a noon kickoff central time, are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the total in the game is 42 and a half. Patriots minus 150 on the money line. Saints come back plus 130. Saints had that great win on the neutral site in Jacksonville against the Packers in week one. They stumbled in week two in Carolina, losing to the Panthers. Uh, Patriots, a mixed bag. They lost at home to the Dolphins in week one, went to the Jets and beat a bad bet, a Jets team in week number two. So break down this matchup for us. Well, Jason, I mean, it's all uh, – honestly, for the Saints, it's going to come down to what Jameis Winston shows up. We obviously saw saw both sides of him in the first two weeks. But um, I think Mac Jones, I think he looked noticeably improved from week one to week two. He looked noticeably more comfortable. Now, yes, granted, yes, he was playing against a very bad Jets team. But still, I think even from just week to week, he's looked more comfortable. I expect that to continue this week. Um. So, I mean, for me, on this part, for the gambler's perspective, I'm looking at the Patriots minus three um, at home. I know minus 105 is not great, um, but I I have all the confidence that Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels are going to be able to come up with a good game plan against the Saints and and Jameis Winston. And I think that, um, that Mac Jones is going to be able to make enough plays and rely on that very experienced, Patriots offense and coaching staff to help lead them to victory this week. All right. We've got Kevin locked in on the Patriots. I'm on the other side here. I'm taking the saints plus the two and a half. I think Jameis Winston's going to do enough here on the road and count me among the unimpressed what the Patriots did at the jets last week. Look, it's nothing against new England, but the jets are really bad. Zach Wilson was throwing the ball all over the place, but to the wrong team to the Patriots. So I think the saints have a bounce back here. I, I think uh, they caught caught in a bad spot in Carolina last week, a big letdown after that huge win against the Packers. So I'm going to go ahead and take the New Orleans Saints plus the two and a half. The Detroit Lions are hosting the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. Noon kickoff at Ford Field in Detroit. The total is 49 and a half. The Lions are plus nines. The Ravens a road favorite after that big win, 36-35 on Sunday night football over the Chiefs in Baltimore last week. Ravens 1-1, one and one, Lions 0-2, Lions plus 350 on the money line, Ravens minus 475. Not a lot of hope for the Motor City Kitties this week uh, from a lot of people's perspective here. Kevin, how do you see it playing out? Well, Jason, this is another one where um, it has moved a bit um, since yesterday. The, the line is actually a seven and a half now. The Lions are actually plus seven and a half now. Um, and they're plus 320 to win on the money line itself. Um, 
I mean, to be honest, those odds still are not all that great if we're being totally honest here. I mean, don't get me wrong, Jason. The plus 320 looks good, but I I just don't see the Lions being able to handle the Ravens for the entire game, especially with that Ravens defense up front, too. Um, so I I if I have to pick something at all, I'm gonna bet on the under 50 points. But I would prefer to leave this game alone if at all possible, just because I don't like the spread set at 70 and a half or seven and a half. I don't like the total being 50. And I definitely don't like uh, the money line um, odds either, just because I do not see Detroit being able to pull this one out. All right. I'm going to go here on the Lions plus the seven and a half. Look, this is a classic letdown spot because the Ravens had their biggest. This is a, that probably was the biggest win of the season outside the division that they could possibly have. I mean, beating the Steelers, obviously, or, or the Browns is important because those teams are pretty good. Bengals, not so good this year. But outside the division for the Ravens to, to beat the Chiefs at home the way they rallied in that game. That was a huge win on Sunday Night Football. I think there's a letdown in the Motor City. I think the Ravens win, but I, I like the Lions plus the touchdown and the half point. So give me Detroit plus seven and a half. I'll roll with Dan Campbell's team. Hopefully he doesn't let me down. Lions 0-2, I believe, this year against the spread. So they have not won or won in the ATS column either. Here's another one for you, Kev. Steelers and Bengals. Old-fashioned AFC North rivalry right here. Bengals fans despise the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers pay all that much attention to the Bengals because they're so bad, but uh, it is a big rivalry game. Steelers at home, minus three, minus 180 on the money line against the Bengals, who returned plus 155 uh, in this game. The total is 44 right now, and you look at this one being a noon kick kickoff at Ketchup Bottle, Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. You're on the Steelers? You're on the Bengals? Or you want to pass this one or maybe play the total? Um. Oh... Jason, you know what? I think I'm going to be on the Steelers on this one, minus three. Um, and that's mostly because it, these games, for whatever reason, Jason, I've noticed, especially in the AFC North, they always end up being close. Again, they're, with a few exceptions, they're always close. They're always hard-hitting. They're competitive football games. And I think the Bengals are going to have they're gonna have a lot to prove, especially Joe Burrow is going to have a lot to prove this week after – well, well, I'll just call it like I saw it, a not very good performance last week against this Bears team. So I think they're going to come out with something to prove. I think they're going to be able to keep that game close. So let me take Pittsburgh minus three, because overall, I've not been that impressed with the Steelers offense so far through this first two weeks either. Yeah, me neither. And that's why I'm going to go with the Bengals here in a surprise. Again, I don't know if they win, but I like them plus the points. I think Joe Burrow, look, Joe Burrow played terrible last week. I'll go out there. Uh, even further and say he was awful. You throw three picks on three consecutive passes in the second half of a game. That's really bad. But that guy's got a lot of poise because he bounced back and then threw a couple of touchdown passes. And I firmly believe if Justin Fields did not get that first down uh, in his own territory late in that game, if the Bengals get the ball back, they at least send it to overtime or probably win the way the bears were stumbling down the stretch. So uh, Bengals showed some resiliency there. Their defense is pretty good this year. So I'm going to go with the Bengals plus the three uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, this is a 325 kickoff central time, Kevin, and this is a good one. The Rams are hosting the Buccaneers uh, in this matchup. The Rams, again, are 2-0 and on the season. They are plus one and a half. Total in the game is 55. Rams plus 105 on the money line. The Bucs minus 125 on the money line. So a couple of 2-0 and teams. Could be an NFC title game preview right here. How do you see this one playing out? 
Oh, uh, Jason, uh, from the football fans' perspective, whichever team has the football last is probably going to score. Is probably going to win. Let, let's unless it's the Rams and they just score and there's about two plus minutes and there's about two minutes left in the game, in which case then the Bucks will win because we know what Tom Brady does when he has time at the end of a football game. But I digress. Um, looking at this from gambler's perspective, Jason, I really like the Rams plus one and a half. Um, the, the Bucks, it's all going to come down to, are they going to be able to handle the Bucks' pass rush? And vice versa, I know, for the Bucks side because of that guy Aaron Donald. And they have Leonard Floyd, who has been better since he went to the Rams. But th- th- this is going to be a very close game. Um, the Rams do have that advantage that they are going to be at SoFi Stadium. So it's going to be loud. The crowd's going to be electric. So I will take the Rams plus 105 or uh, plus one and a half cautiously because um, I'm just looking forward to watching this game from a pure football fan's perspective. Because, I mean, these are two of the best quarterbacks of their generation. I know. A lot of people are going to crucify me saying, how can you compare? Matt Stafford's always been a solid quarterback, Jason. You and I have seen him in the NFC North forever. He's always been a solid quarterback who's always been on a bunch of bad teams. So I'm looking forward to seeing these two guys duke it out. Should be a fun game, no doubt about that. I am going to go with the Rams as well, Kevin. I'm going to take them plus the one and a half. I think they get it done on their own field here. Their defense could be a difference maker as good as Brady is, and I think the offense will put up enough points. So give me the Rams, but I'm going to take the one and a half because this could be a one-point game either way. So give me the Rams plus the one and a half. A couple of better to drink it's before we get to our next, next segment. Here's one for you. Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray over... Three and a half combined rushing and passing touchdowns at the Jaguars on Sunday. Uh, this is plus 175, Kevin. You're going to bet it or you're going to stay away? Oh, uh, Jason, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take that one. I'll bet that one um, pretty easily because, again, kind of like what we figured in our preseason programs as well, Jason, the Jags are not good. They, uh, they don't have a lot going for them on the offensive side of the football. They don't have a lot going for him on the defensive side of the football. Kyler Murray has a lot of very good weapons going on around him. So, um, yeah, I, I will bet that plus uh, 175 for four touchdowns um, in some way, shape, or form. I'll take that all day. All right. Kevin is going to bet that prop. I will stay away one more for this segment. The Bears defense over two and a half sacks, over a half an interception, over a half forced fumbles, plus 400. So if you believe in the Bears, D here, Kev, against Baker Mayfield and company, you might bet this one. If not, you might stay away. How you playing it? Um, Jason, honestly, I'm going to I'm gonna drink this one. I think that they can get to Baker Mayfield three times, and I do think they could probably get one pick out of him. I do not know if they're going to be able to get a fumble out of uh, one of the guys on the – Browns team, Browns offense though. So I will go ahead and I will drink this just because I do not believe that they can get all three. They're good odds. It's it's a good it's a good return if it hits, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I'm gonna take it because I like the odds, but I'm not gonna put a hundred. I'll put twenty five bucks to win a hundred on this one. It could happen. Is it likely to happen? No, but that's why you're getting the good odds. So I am gonna go ahead and bet that one twenty five to win a hundred. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch at State Lines, and we come back. Little college football, little NFL. Still got our best bets of the week. Toilet Bowl NFL game of the week coming up later on. All that fun stuff and more right after this. 
We'll be right back on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you with us on State Lines. Hard to believe fall is here. The leaves are changing colors, but the good thing is getting colder outside. That's not good. The good thing is football is in full swing, and we've got you covered here with all the football coverage on State Lines. Let's get right to it with the college football docket that we like to cover weekly here some of the local teams also we count Notre Dame as a local team a lot of Notre Dame fans here in the state of Illinois so let's get right to it here Kevin I know you're a big Notre Dame guy Notre this is a fun one this might be the game of the week in college football yeah. 11 a.m kickoff at Soldier Field in Chicago it's a home game for Wisconsin technically on the scoreboard Notre Dame is a six and a half point underdog against the Badgers Notre Dame plus 190 in this game Wisconsin minus 235 uh the total is 46 and a half Give us your thoughts on the Big Ten going up against the big independent. Well, Jason, I this game has made me nervous for the last three weeks because Notre Dame, they've they haven't looked great at all through their first three weeks. Now, last week against Purdue, they looked a lot better. Um, and I know, the, and it's funny because the country club I worked at, apparently every apparently every male that work, that goes to Medina Country Club. Uh, went to Purdue because I've met eight members and all eight of them went to Purdue. So I was like, okay, all you guys just go to Purdue. Is that why you're all here? Anyway, um, they did look a lot better, even though the game was close. I expected that Notre Dame Purdue games always are, but I'm actually intrigued and genuinely surprised that Notre Dame is um, favored by that much um, get, get, is getting plus six and a half with it being a neutral site game. I can't figure out who I think is going to win this game because I could see the neutral site working in the favor of both teams because just as you said, Jason, there's a lot of Notre Dame fans in the Chicagoland area, and it's obviously not that far from South Bend. Coincidentally, Madison, Wisconsin is not that far either, and there's quite a lot of Wisconsin Badger fans in the state of Illinois and in the Chicagoland area as well. Um, So, I mean, from the gambler's perspective – I think Wisconsin minus six and a half is looking really good right now, Jason, because I expect this game to be a one touchdown game. I expect this to be within a one touchdown game because, I mean, Wisconsin, I think they had the better quarterback as of now, 
And I think they have a way better offensive line in comparison to Notre Dame and can run the football way more consistently than Notre Dame can at this point in the season. But with that being said, Notre Dame does have quite a few X factors, chief of which on defense is going to be Kyle Hamilton, the All-American, who he stepped up and has made big plays for them in the first part of the season and just had Kyron Williams did last week. So I would take Wisconsin minus the six and a half here, Jason, because I think this is going to be a very, very, very close game, and I expect a sold-out Soldier Field tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I am going to go with the Wisconsin Badgers minus the six, six and a half here. When I look at Notre Dame this year, it just has not clicked so far for them. And uh, granted, one thing Wisconsin I think is going to really have going for them in this game is they know Jack Cohn, the Notre Dame quarterback, because he played for the Badgers as a starter and then he transferred to Notre Dame this year. So that defense knows the Notre Dame quarterback pretty well, and I think that can be a big advantage in this game. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to take the Badgers and, and roll with the minus six and a half here at Soldier Field. And that, Yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting ticket because uh, Kevin's right. There's a lot of Badgers fans of Wisconsin. Uh, is about two and a half hours away, Madison, from uh, Soldier Field. Notre Dame's probably about an hour and a half. So it's going to be a fun atmosphere in Chicago on Saturday morning. Also, let's get to the fighting Illini, Kevin, because after that big win they had over Nebraska, things have gone south, at least in the overall record for Illinois, losing to UTSA, losing on the road to Virginia, and then losing uh, last week. Rough one. They, they had that game in control against Maryland, and the Terps kicked a late field goal to win it. So Illinois is 1-3 overall. They got their first Big Ten road game this week. They're at Purdue. Illini are an 11-point dog here. Purdue's minus 450 uh, to win. Illinois is plus 350 to win this game. The total's 55 and a half. This is a 230 kickoff in West Lafayette at Ross Aid Stadium. So on Saturday, give me your thoughts on this matchup. Honestly, Jason, that this I think I feel bad for Illinois this week because I think Purdue, they're they're gonna come out with something to prove this week. Because as I said, it was very close against Notre Dame. They have some good talent on Purdue. Don't mistake Purdue for being this Purdue of old about the last five, 10 years where they've almost been borderline irrelevant when it comes to football. This team is a lot better now than they've been in the last several seasons. And um, I think it's going to be gut check time for Illinois because their schedule is not going to be getting any easier the rest of the season. It's not getting any easier. So this is going to be a big test for them. So I'm, I'm, I like, Purdue um, minus the 11. I hate the fact that the spread is so high on that, on this game, but it, 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 it doesn't, it, I really can't think of anything else to do other than maybe I would take the under on the total minus 55 and a half, just because I don't think Purdue's offense is explosive enough to get the bulk of that. And I don't think Illinois is going to be able to score enough points against Purdue in order to make that happen. So I, you know what, I would change my, I would say go take the under on 55 and a half. All right, Kevin on the under 55 and a half for the Illini and Purdue. I'm going to roll with the Illini here. I think they're going to do enough to cover this number. I do not think they win this game, but maybe a little bit of a letdown spot for Purdue after that loss at Notre Dame last week uh, outright. So I'm going to go ahead and I am going to take the Illini plus the 11. Northwestern at home against Ohio University. The Wildcats of Northwestern are a 14 and a half point favorite, minus 850 on the money line. Ohio U comes back at plus 540. Total in this game, 47 and a half. This is a Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff at Ryan Field in Evanston. Northwestern with Hunter Johnson starting last week looked terrible. Then they brought Andrew Marty, a senior off the bench, and he was great until he got hurt. And the Wildcats lost a tough one at Duke. Uh, what do you think here? Big number for Northwestern, Kevin? You think they can cover this one? Or maybe you're looking at 
a money line or a total or a stay away play? Honestly, Jason, I'm looking at Ohio, at Ohio on the money line plus 540. Because as you said, Northwestern has looked bad this entire season. And oh yeah, they beat Indiana State. It's Indiana State. Like, like, come on here. And they didn't even beat them by all that much either. Um, could Northwestern cover this game? Probably, but I don't think they will because all I've seen this season is this team has been very underwhelming, not just on offense, but even on the Pat Fitzgerald traditionally well-coached defense. They haven't looked all that great this season either. So you know what? I would not be surprised if Ohio manages to pull this one out. And plus 540, are you kidding me? Those look like great odds. So I could, I could be convinced to throw 20, 25 bucks on this game in order to get, let's see, I'm trying to think. I can't do math in my head, but if I did $25 and plus five, for, all I know is I would be getting a good amount of money back. So let me take Ohio on the, on the money line. All right. Kevin Berger has got Ohio on the money line. That's a, a big time play. If that one cashes in plus the five forty. I'm going to take the over here. I, I see this one going over and look, I went to Northwestern. So full disclosure of Pat Fitzgerald listens to this program. I love what you've done with this program for the last decade and a half, but I hate the fact from a gambler's perspective, you will not tell us about injuries because we don't know who the Northwestern quarterback is going to be. If it was Andrew Marty, I'd feel confident they're going to cover this game. If it's Hunter Johnson, I would probably be with Kevin and say, you know what, maybe look, take a look at Ohio U on the money line, but we don't know. So I think this one's going to go over the 47. I'll stay away from the sides for the Northwestern Ohio U game. As an NU fan, having gone there, please, Coach Fitzgerald, start Andrew Marty the rest of the season. Hunter Johnson's had more opportunities than you can possibly imagine, and he has never gotten the job done. Andrew Marty's the guy if he's healthy the rest of the way. Let's get to the NFL slate right now as we look at some more games for week number three here, Kevin. Let's get to it with the Chiefs and the Chargers. Noon kickoff, this one at Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs, that tough loss. They blew it late and lost to the Ravens last week, 36-35 in Baltimore. Kansas City, a six-and-a-half-point favorite, minus 320 on the money line. The Chargers returned plus 250. They got beat on a last-second field goal by Greg Zerline. I think that was like a 56- or 57-yard kick last week in L.A. So both these teams come in off a loss. The total's 55. How you playing this one? Well, Jason, um, I think this is going to be a big this is going to be a big game for both teams. Like you said, they're both coming off losses. They're both expected to be competing for their respective for their for their division title. Like they're both expected to be there come playoff time. I think this year. So I I think that the Chargers are going to be able to do enough to cover this game, um, for sure. Um, I I honestly would. Hmm, you know, I think I'm going to take the over in this one, Jason. On the I know it's set at 54 and a half, so I know it's a lot of points. But I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes is on one side, Justin Herbert's no slouch either. So I think the over looks pretty good, and I think the um and yeah, and I think the Chiefs minus six and a half I think looks good too because of I think this game's gonna it's gonna be a shootout. It's gonna be a classic shootout game. And I would not be surprised if the Chargers are able to keep this one close. All right, Kevin locked in with his thoughts on that contest. I'm going to go Chiefs here. I like Kansas City to bounce back. I actually think the Chargers are a pretty decent team. It's been a rough start for them with that loss to the Cowboys. And if they lose this one, they'll be one and two overall in the year. But I just think Kansas City's got too much firepower at home. Plus, they don't want to fall the one and two on the season overall. Give me the Chiefs minus the six and a half. The Buffalo Bills, Kevin, minus seven and a half, minus 380 on the money line. 
hosting the Washington football team who comes back plus 290 on the money line. The total's 44 and a half. This is a noon kickoff in Buffalo. The Bills, what a couple of weeks for the Bills. They lose at home to the Steelers, a bad loss. It was They were ugly in that game, the Bills were. Then they go to Miami and win 35-0 while the Washington football team comes into this one with a one and one record. So let's go ahead and talk about this game. Totals 44 and a half. How you seeing it playing out? Well, um, Jason, again, this is another one that the numbers have moved um, slightly. Uh, the odds are up to now, at least on the total. The total's actually been moved up from 44 and a half, Jason, to 46. So that that's something to consider for a lot of people if you're thinking about putting money on this game. But I, I, I'm going to take Buffalo minus seven and a half. I think that I think week one, I think they got taken by surprise by Pittsburgh as to how, and how good they actually looked in their first week. So I think they're going to have another solid week here. Washington, I think they over they're an overachieving team so far with themselves being one and one. So I'm going to go ahead and take Buffalo minus seven and a half. All right, Kevin Berger on the Buffalo Bills, minus seven and a half. I'm going to go over that 46. I'll take the total here. I think both these teams will find a way to put up some points. And if the if the Washington football team does not, Buffalo could win this game in a blowout. So uh, give me the over of 46 for the Bills and the Washington football team. Broncos, this was my sleeper team coming into the season, and nothing's changed my mind to think they're not going to continue playing good football. Uh, Denver is 2-0. and they will host the Jets this week. 3.05 kickoff in Denver. Uh, minus 10 for the Broncos here, Kevin. The total is 42. Minus 590 on the money line for the Broncos. Uh, the Jets are plus 425. Uh, give me your thoughts on this game. The Jets have looked ugly so far this year. Could, would they, could they find a way to keep this one close? Well, Jason, um, also, again, another thing that odds have shifted slightly. The, the spread's now actually up from 10 to 10.5, and, and the total is actually 41.5 instead of 42. So, again, something everyone to keep in mind. But, Jason, I, I do not see them being able to keep this game close. Not only are they going to be on the road, are they going up against a very good and well-coached Denver Broncos defense but they're going to mile high. It's a hostile crowd, hostile environment. And I mean, this is going to be Zach Wilson's first time in mile high, and we're going to see how he reacts to it. Now, I know he went to BYU, so I don't think he's exactly unaverse to being in a little bit higher altitude, but nothing like that. So, I mean, especially when he's going to be having to stare down Bradley Chubb, Kyle Fuller, and Von Miller. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I will take, I'll take the under on this one. Minus um, minus 110 on under 41 and a half, just because, I mean, the Denver Broncos, like their offense is good enough to get things done for sure with Teddy Bridgewater. But uh, I don't see um, Zach Wilson being able to have much success against the Denver Broncos in this uh, in this game. Yeah, give me the Broncos uh, on this one, Kevin. I I'm going to lay the 10 and a half. This has 28 to 3. 31 to 10 written all over it where the Jets barely move the football. I think the Broncos improved to three and L, but I'm going to take a minus the 10 and a half. One more here to look at before we get to some better or drink it. The Seahawks a minus one and a half. The totals 55 Seattle's minus 125 to win this game. The Minnesota Vikings are the home team. They are plus one Oh five getting that one and a half point. Uh, so go ahead and give me your thoughts on this one, Kevin Seahawks. Uh, they have had an up and down season early on. Vikings are 0-2, but they've lost two squeakers. What do you think? 
Well, Jason, I mean, again, the, 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 this is about right what I thought for these two teams to uh, during the preseason. Seattle, they're always up and down. Russell Wilson's looked pretty good. But again, th- this is what always happens. Minnesota, I've never believed in Kirk Cousins. I never have. I never will. Um, and me, it's also me as the pessimist football fan that I am. I'm waiting for Dalvin Cook to get hurt again because that just seems like how his career has gone. With that being said, though, um, I think the total looks pretty good at 55 points. I could definitely see an over on this one with two with these two teams being able to put up some points for sure. But also, Jason, I'm very tempted to go ahead and put a few dollars on the Vikings plus 105. It's not fantastic return, but I think, like you said, they've lost two really close games these first two weeks, so they're just about due for a victory. So I, I'm looking at the over on this one on the total, and I'm looking at the Vikings plus 105 to win this game, especially with them being at home. All right. Kevin is on the Vikings. I am on the Vikings as well. I'll take them plus that one and a half. This again could be one of those one point games. So that hook could be a big difference maker. Minnesota is not as bad as that 0-2 record show. Seattle's a pretty darn good team too. But I think the Vikings are going to try and make a statement here. They don't want to go down 0-3. This is their home opener. Give me the Vikings plus the one and a half. All right, a few better to drink it's before we get to our best bets, toilet bowl game, and more analysis of NFL games for week number three here, Kevin. Rams, Matthew Stafford, over under three and a half, 311 and a half passing yards against the Buccaneers. Uh, you going over under or going to stay away? Mm, I, you know what, Jason, I will take the over in this one because, I mean, the, the Bucs, they, 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 they have a great defense. Don't get me wrong, especially that front seven. That front seven is lethal. However, with that being said, Matt Stafford has always been that guy who he always somehow is able to get his numbers. That's why he's always been such a great fantasy quarterback for such a long time. So I will go ahead. I will take the over on this one. I could see him getting about like 325, 330, something like that. So I will go ahead and I'll take the over. All right, I'm going to stay away from that one. Saints, Jameis Winston, over under 215 and a half passing yards at the Patriots. Over, under, stay away. This is one I th- mm. I will go ahead and I will take you know what Jason no I'm gonna stay away from this one I'm gonna drink this money for this one I never because we don't know what type of Jameis Winston's gonna show up okay I'm gonna go over on that one I think he gets to 216 passing yards at least final one for this segment Chiefs Patrick Mahomes over under 310 and a half passing yards against the Chargers that game in Kansas City at Arrowhead uh I will take the under on this one, Jason. The reason being, Chargers have a good pass rush, and I think that the way that the Chiefs are going to be able to slow down that pass rush a little bit is they're going to have to find is that they're going to have to run the football. All right, Kevin making his pick with that one. I am going to go ahead and say over. I think Mahomes and the Chiefs motivated after that loss in Baltimore last week. Give me the over of 310 and a half passing yards for Patrick Mahomes against the Chargers. When we come back here on State Lines with Kevin Berger, I am Jason Gotch. Toilet Bowl game of the week. Preview more games. Give you our three best bets. All that right after this. You are listening to State Lines. We'll be right back. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, 
phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services, including Lifeline, are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. You are listening to State Lines. We return to Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you with us. State Lines rolls along. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. I know you wait all week for this segment. Uh, now, I, I know you do. Uh, you're waiting for our best bets. I know that. But more importantly, the toilet bowl game of the week, Kevin. And I think this might be a triple flusher. This might be one where you get food poisoning. You come home and you're on the old dumper all night. That's how bad this is. The 0-2 Falcons at the 0-2 New York Giants. Uh, the Falcons have been outscored by 49 points in their first two games this year under first-year coach Arthur Smith. Uh, you look at the line in this game, the Giants are minus three, totals 47 and a half, Giants minus 150 on the money line, the Falcons come back plus 130. Uh, how you play in this one, if at all, really a toilet bowl worthy of three flushes here for week number three in the NFL season? No, Jason, you know what this one is? This is the one where you're on the toilet for a long time, you wash your hands, you get up and you're about to leave the bathroom and then you're like, oh, no, no, let me sit back down. <laughs> so, well played. Well that, played. Exactly. Honestly, though, Jason, I mean, this, if I'm going to do anything in this game at all, Jason, I'm going to take, I'm going to play the total and I'm going to go minus 47 and a half. Because as you said, the Falcons have been outscored by, by I think you said, what, 47 points? Yep, through their first two games, 47. Through their first two games, so they haven't moved the football. The Giants haven't moved the football at all on anybody either. So I see no indication from either one that they're going to be that much better against the other. So I'm going to go ahead and I would take the under, if anything at all, unless you really just have absolutely zero confidence in the Giants, in which case you may want to throw a couple bucks down on the Falcons with the plus 130 to get your money back. But, um, I mean, there's really no good odds here at all. But if I'm going to bet anything, I'll take the under on the 47.5 total. Two bad teams, so give me the plus three. I mean, Vegas basically says this is an even matchup. The Giants are getting the three points because they're on their – or laying the three points. They're a three-point favorite because usually the odds makers say you you get a three-point advantage for being on your own field. So they're saying these are two really bad teams playing. Give me the Falcons plus the three. Again, not the first game I'm looking at in Vegas if I'm going out there or betting online or however you bet these days going to the sports book. But – uh, guess what? I'll take the Falcons. Why not? Plus the three. Two bad teams take the points. Here's a few more games to preview. Not quite as bad of teams. Cowboys are one and one. Again, impressive win at the Chargers last week. Lost week number one to the Buccaneers in the kickoff game of the NFL season. They're minus three and a half against the 0-2 Eagles. This game is down in Dallas. The total in the game is 52 and a half. The Eagles plus 165. Cowboys minus 195. Uh, kickoff is Monday night. This is the Monday night or 7:15 kickoff central time. How do you think this one plays out, Kevin? 
Well, Jason, I, I do think the Cowboys will end up winning this one. Um, I also do not think it's going to be very close either. I mean, I love Jalen Hurts, but he has a lot of growing to do. He has a lot of growing pains he's still going to have to go through. And that Eagles team, they're just I just don't think they're all that very good. So let me take a Dallas minus three and a half on the spread because, honest, I don't see it going any other way than Dallas winning, especially when Jerry World is going to be rocking. They're at home going to be a sold out crowd you know how it always is for for the cowboys when they play the eagles so i will take dallas minus three and a half i'm gonna go ahead and take the eagles here i'm gonna take the underdog plus three and a half the eagles one and one overall this season with that win over the bad falcons in week one did lose to the niners last week by six but i think the eagles are going to cover this number so uh give me philadelphia plus the three and a half plus a letdown for the cowboys after that big win in la last week against the chargers Titans versus the Colts, AFC South battle. Titans are a five and a half point favorite at home in this game. Uh, the total's 48, noon kickoff central time. Colts plus 210 on the money line. Titans minus 260. Kevin, give me your thoughts on the matchup. Well, Jason, I mean, this this matchup just got a heck of a lot harder for the Colts um, because, as predicted, Carson Wentz got hurt last week. He was a little bit banged up, so we have no idea how healthy he is, if he's going to be making the start this week or if we're going to have to go through uh, one of Indy, Indy's backups to take the start in this game. I think the Titans, that they're they're refocused now after that first after that opening week loss. So I will go ahead. I will take the um, – I'm actually looking at the Titans minus five. Uh, minus five. I know it's not great odds at minus 110. But um, I think that they're going to be able to, huh? you know what? No, actually, I will take the Colts plus five, Jason. I'm sorry that I was uh, going mid-sentence like that. But uh, I think that they can keep this game close because the Titans, they're not that team that's really going to blow you out by throwing the ball up and down the field. They're going to methodically march their way down the field and score. The Colts defense, I think, is going to be talented enough to keep this game close. But I just don't think their offense is going to be enough to try to overtake the Titans. I am going to be with you on this one, Kev. I am going to go ahead and take the Titans as well, minus the five. If they have to play Jacob Eason instead of Carson Wentz in this game, that's not a good thing on the road against the Titans team that coming into the season was predicted to be a pretty good squad, and they did uh, get that win in Seattle last week. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Titans minus the five and a half. All right, it is State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. It's that time of the show. We give you our best bets of the week. We take three games that we like the best, three bets and we give them to you and here we go kevin the floor is yours for best bet number one all right uh best bet number one for me is actually going to be a game i don't think we i do not believe we talked about jason or at least if we did it then shows how poor my memory is but um in vague it's happening out in vegas 305 kickoff on sunday the Raiders against the Dolphins on um, the Raiders they looked good last week against um against Pittsburgh and um, I think that's going to continue. I think the Raiders are going to be able to win this game uh, minus four and a half. Uh, they are minus four and a half on the spread. Um, the total is uh, 44, and they are minus 210 on the money line. Chief, chief reason being, Jason, is um, I do not believe we've really had any update as to the health of Tua. I know he took that really bad shot to the ribs, and initial x-rays came back negative. But I, he's going to be very stiff. He's probably going to be in a lot of pain. And the way the Raiders play, they want to play a ball-control, old-school, smash-mouth-style football game. And I don't think Miami's going to be built for that. So let me take the Raiders minus four and a half. 
Yeah, two has been now ruled out for that game. So Kevin locked in with the Raiders minus four and a half. I am going to go ahead and take the Kansas City Chiefs as one of my three best bets. Uh, the Chiefs minus six and a half against the Chargers. And the total in the game is 55. I just like Kansas City here in a bounce back after that game in Baltimore. A tough loss last week. I think they find their magic again and take out the Chargers. Give me the Chiefs minus the six and a half. And a reminder, my best bets this year, 12 and three, dating back to the preseason, 80% winners. So hopefully we continue to break Las Vegas with these winners on the best bets, 3 and 0 last week. And this week, my first best bet is to take the Chiefs minus six and a half. Kevin, best bet number two coming from your perspective. Um, so Jason, my best bet number two, that's actually going to be, um, Sunday night, Green Bay versus San Francisco. I will take the over on this one. Oh, I know the total right now is at 50 and a half. Um, I think these two teams are going to be able to move the ball back and forth up and down the football field. Uh, Green Bay's defense, it's, it's, it's decent, not great. The Niners is good, not great. Um, and especially Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams on one side, um, Jimmy G, George Kittle. And um, Kyle Shanahan as uh, the play caller. I think those these teams are definitely going to be able to put up some serious points. And I will take uh, the over 50 and a half at minus 110. All right, Kevin locked in with his second best bet. My second best bet is going to be the LA Rams plus the one and a half over Tom Brady and the Patriots. Rams on their own field at SoFi Stadium. I think they're going to do enough. Matthew Stafford will make some plays. The Rams defense led by Aaron Donald will do enough to slow that Bucks offense led by the greatest quarterback of all time. So give me the Rams plus the one and a half against the Buccaneers. 325 Central Time kickoff out there in Los Angeles. Kevin, your final best bet for week number three. So, Jason, my best bet is actually um, a game that we just talked about. It's the Colts and the Titans. Um, I, and as I said, I am going to be rolling with the Colts plus five. I think this game is going to be close and I definitely think they'll be able to do enough to cover not to win, but I think they can definitely do enough to cover this game. So I'll take the Colts plus five and minus one ten against the spread. All right. Those are Kevin Berger's best bets for week. Number three, me, Jason Gotch, you give me my final one here. I'm going to take the new Orleans saints plus the two and a half. In New England against the Patriots. Patriots, I think, getting a little too much love here for that win over the Jets on the line. Uh, Saints, maybe people down based on the way they lost to Carolina last week in Charlotte. But the Panthers have a really good defense, and that's going to be learned by a lot of people as the season goes on. So give me Jameis Winston and company. Saints plus two and a half to cover against the Patriots. That'll do it for State Lines for week number three of the NFL season. He is Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the picks. And we'll talk to you next week, everybody. You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.